The past year has been such a struggle, and I've been too overwhelmed since Red came out to say anything, but I didn't know if I'd be blessed enough to be here for this, and it's been such an incredible, magical, happy, free, confused, lonely, sacred experience. Red means everything to me, and the re-recording has reminded me why it's so powerful and why it's beloved to me, and how many beautifully it represents Taylor as an artist and a person. Her vivid storytelling, her empathetic uh, heart, the way she weaves stories in her songs, the way each album is a work of art. Oh, man. I'm so proud of her and beyond grateful to have been able to see all of this, to watch music history being made with All Too Well, all of it. <laughs> the gifts she shares with us each and all, the love we share for her work is really powerful, and I have no doubt it will last forever. <laughs> She's reclaiming her legacy and her this? voice and bringing us along on the road of recapturing it and healing however we can. It's more than I could ever say. Oh, my God. I did not say enough yet. This release will live in my heart forever. I'll remember it all. Heart, 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 heart. Word. <laughs> well, in case you haven't figured it out, this is Music Sucks and I Want to Die. We are back after an entire almost year of not doing anything with our lives. Well, this past year has been a struggle for me. <laughs> <laughs> really, what we were waiting for is the guiding light, the scion of Taylor Swift to come out and release all her old albums again <laughs> so that we could have positivity and you know, delightful lyrics and well-woven well lines of melody and beautiful Incredible, music. Incredible, magical, happy, free, confused, lonely, sacred. <laughs> wow, Jesus, that's great. Yeah, so uh, we're back. I'm Jake. The boy's back down. Yeah, he's Matt. And uh, basically, we're going to be talking about Taylor Swift today and why she's re-releasing all her old albums Again. We're not actually really going to talk about why. Yeah, we're it's more, actually pretty simple why. Yeah, we're and, more just going to see if there was a reason, any point to doing so. Uh, musically. Musically yeah. speaking. Uh, spoiler, no. <laughs> but it's a little more complicated than that, so we're going to get into it. I guess we should kind of just iron out the why she did it real quick, though. Well, first things first, we oh. got a new gift from our sponsors over at Steel Reserve. Yeah. Oh, is it Steel Reserve Tiki Series Island Punch? I'm dressed appropriately yep, for the just occasion. Yep, time for summer. Yep. Oh, boy. Let's Cheers. see how these are. Oh, boy. I hope Mike picked that up. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty disgusting. Yeah, it's pretty bad. <clears throat> Thanks, Stuart. It's, it's not that bad, though. There are worse flavors. There are worse flavors. All but, right. All right. So, Jake, why did she re-record all her albums? Well, she's only done two so far. But why is she planning <laughs> on re-recording all her albums? Well, long story short... Uh, she was on a label with some guy, and that guy sold the label to some other guy she doesn't like. Yeah, Scooter. <laughs> yeah, Scooter. Scooter, Scooter Braun. Yeah. <laughs> so she sold it, uh, it got sold to Scooter Braun, who she doesn't like because Scooter Braun has ties with Kanye and Justin Bieber, both of whom uh, apparently bullied Taylor Swift in her music career. Well, I can't remember. Is Kanye? It's no, I'm Taylor? Let you was, was that Taylor? That was okay, Taylor. That was yeah. Taylor. Okay. Uh, yeah, so that did happen. And I'm sure Kanye's a huge asshole, obviously. What? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so she doesn't like Kanye and Justin Bieber, and Scooter Braun apparently is also an asshole. So what she's doing is she's re-recording track by track all of the albums she released under that uh, 
label. Yes. So she can have control of her own Mm -hmm. music streaming, royalty rights, whatever comes way that way. And then she had control over like her publishing, all that shit. Yes. And this is the second one she's done and perhaps the most anticipated of them all. Oh. Maybe. I don't really know. I don't know. Uh, But it's definitely made waves. um, The one she did before, I remember not being as big of a deal. I mean, people were like, oh, do Taylor. But like. I'm not even new Taylor. Yeah. But uh, for some reason, this album, people are like, whoa. And, and Well, I mean, it does have like, what, three or four of her biggest songs like, yeah, ever. Yeah, definitely so does. That's, pro- that's yeah. probably mostly it. Um, it's just a really important album to a lot of people my age. Yeah. Because I remember I was feeling 22. Okay. Because I was 22. Okay. When 22 came Actually, out. Actually, you were, weren't you? Yep. Like, really, that year. Wow, 2012. Taylor Swift and I have almost the same birthday. She's like a, two weeks after me. Okay. Yeah. So Word, You guys are the same sign? D- no, because oh, okay. I'm cups. Last day, man. Last, Last day. day, Scorp. <laughs> so what's after Scorp? Sag. Oh, Sag, word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> come in next week for our astrology. <laughs> <laughs> All um, right, um, so pre-record the albums. Not quite sure. Uh, we couldn't really find this, but if legally there was a reason they had to be so similar or not. Or, or, or so, Yeah. Like what they what specifically they had to change to be able to re-release this? I'm assuming actually it could just be that they re-recorded track by track. That regardless might be of the similarity it. of yeah, the album. Yeah, but I'm also wondering. I said that would make more sense. And then as we'll get into these songs and listening to them, is it? Did she intend to not make them that different just so fans would like them, or is that yeah, a legal thing, or is that? I don't know. There are a couple of tracks that are slightly different. There are, and uh, and one of them is quite a bit different. Actually, it's almost like a remix. And uh, we'll get to that later, but Mm -hmm. yeah, the tracks are very, very, very similar. Uh, And uh, to quote Pitchfork, trying to find the difference between them is like basically a new version of a headphone fidelity test. (laughs) Uh, But that being said, we did listen to it a couple times each, and we did find stuff. We did, we did. Um, Also interesting to note, too, before we get into this, that apparently from now on, this version is going to be played on like radio and streaming and whatever. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, that's just, uh, you know, the modern culture supporting someone who's, like, you know, trying to have full control over their music, and it's kind of a blow against the industry, I guess. If that's even true, though, because where I found that was a shitty website called, like, uh, americansongwriter.com, where half the article was written by by AI. We'll get into that later. Uh, But they were basically, like... All the radio stations, iHeartRadio mm-hmm. specifically, who controls like fucking everything. I think else. it's like the only radio station at this point. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, iHeartRadio just bought every frequency um, on FM. Band. Well, I did see too, like all the hits from this, the previous hits from this album got on charts again with the new versions. Yeah. So someone's listening to them and they're pushing them or something. I don't know. Yeah. But so, I mean, I guess that's good. Why not? Why not? Why anyway, not? Do you want to just jump in? Let's jump in. All right. We're going to start with State of Grace, okay. the opening track. Now, we talked about this. Yesterday, and you were like, pop album's weird, because why does this have to, like, there's no reason this should be the first song or anything like that. Yeah. I disagree. I was thinking about it more. Okay. I think this is, Red was really her, like, turning point from pop country to oh, sure, yeah. pop, pop. And um, I don't <laughs> but know. But she still has, like, banjos on the sound system. She does. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, this, it was, you know, it's a mix. Dude. Fusion. Oh, fusion. fusion. Uh, but I think it's a really good opening track for that reason, that it sort of is so, like, epic. Okay. In a way, it's a lot different. No, than, I think it's you like know a, what I mean. I think it's like a in a way. I thought it was almost good in a way because it's like an album opener kind of song. Yeah, it is. It in is. an album that doesn't have yeah, an album yeah. flow at all, and it's it doesn't have any yeah. ideas behind that. But let's just go all ahead right. and listen to it. So we're gonna start with the original one. Yep. Here's "State of Grace."
So, initial observations. Uh, I actually do like this song. Yeah. Um, it reminds me, like, a lot of the guitars that kind of reminds me of U2. Yes. Sort of like that stadium big. Yeah, I mean, the rock. guitars have reverb on them. Yeah. They're playing nice, clean lines, you know. Um, as I think will become apparent when we listen to the next version, I can't remember exactly how you said it, but it's there's a lot going on, but it's very, like, mixed well together and, yeah. like, wide, even though it's, like, not... It's not like they're separated. It's just... Everything has, like... Well, how I put it, I guess, was, like, everything has this blend. Everything yeah. feels like it's part of each other. Um, as the next version we're going to hear, the re-release, it sounds just a little more separated. Although I will say, I haven't listened to it on these headphones before. Okay. You know, I okay. listened to it on my uh, my earbuds, my, those speakers and those speakers. Um. I mean, it sounds pretty much the same, but it's, it is nice having, like, your headphones on because you get a really good sense of space without being interrupted yeah. by your actual shitty apartment yes. uh, acoustics. And um, honestly, it sounds even better than I remember. It's like, it does, yeah. Um, yeah, like, uh, it's really well, everything's really well connected. The guitars fill out a bunch of space without that reverb. I'm pretty sure there's, like, some trickery with that reverb, like, they're reinserting it oh, somehow. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. yeah. I mean, who knows? There's, like, like 80 different plugins per yeah. track on here <laughs> or something. But. Yeah, there's, like, four buses per yeah, guitar. Yeah. Whatever. Who, who the fuck knows? It sounds good, though. It, it sounds, sounds really, really good. Really good. Yeah. Um, so, we, all right. Should we jump into the new one? State of Grace, Taylor's version. 2021. not that big of a difference no. um i don't know if the average person not really paying attention will notice it, it's different at all yeah especially really. the average person's listening on their phone speakers yes and that case is going to be exactly the same i'm pretty sure what i was saying holds true in that uh this new version it, it's a different style of mixing i would guess it's more separated yes. you can hear every part more individually like you can clearly hear like the two guitars panned either side mm -hmm. Um, you hear that little synth bubbly thing on the left. One thing I was noticing about that too, um, because like the guitars are a lot more prominent in yeah. the mix in a way, or at least more noticeable. And it kind of, the problem with re-recording the exact same parts is that they are more prominent, but you can kind of listen that they're not interesting. <laughs> I mean, they're not bad lines or anything, but they're not like, 
a focus hook line. Right. So the it, fact that they're all blended kind of it works really well in a mix like that. But when it's yeah. just like in your face, it's like. <laughs> That line kind of sucks. Yeah, I mean, it's not it's just me. Yeah, you know? yeah. It just uh, it doesn't add much to the song, other than like a texture, which yeah. is how it was treated in the original. And uh, they were probably I don't know if they were going for the same thing. Like who I knows? Mean, but it sounds pretty much the same. Well, the feedback was a little different. Yeah, uh, yeah the feedback was uh, a little yeah, different. Yeah. I mean, also another thing to point out is that Taylor Swift is nine years, ten years older, yes. and her voice still sounds great. I, I like it. Uh, but it definitely uh, doesn't have that same like really young like like not crystalline but like uh, really bright. Her I voice is not less bright in this version. It is. I think this might be a nostalgia factor for me. But um, <laughs> you know, if she recorded this album when she was like twenty two or whatever, and, <laughs> uh, and new phase of her career, mm-hmm. you know, new sound, new label, new, uh, and especially like this. I don't know, like this song and twenty two when we talk about that. To me, it's like it's a young person's song kind of yeah. and redoing it it you know it sounds like she's been playing it on the road for 10 years and it's <laughs> like not bad it just kind of loses some of that spark in a weird way okay. like she doesn't quite sound most in the right mindset of it in oh, a weird okay. you know what i mean i could hear that um you know, obviously just, i don't have that same connection i did not listen to this album until like three weeks ago when we decided to do this topic <laughs> uh but yeah i did i did pick up on that her voice isn't quite right anymore for this particular song yeah and i guess that probably has something to do with it i couldn't quite put my finger on it i definitely don't think it sounds bad no it sounds good it's definitely interesting too like the almost like the contrast is kind of interesting it's definitely she's more mature yeah and that you can take that how you want i guess Mm -hmm. on this song it doesn't really matter i think on some of the ballads it maybe works better yeah on some of the popular ones maybe not (laughs) yeah uh to be honest though on the other tracks i'm not sure i'd notice the difference between her voices that much uh, the, the ten years apart, yeah, yeah. But yeah, this song you can really <coughs> you can really tell if you if you're looking for it. I would say that it she's also, older. It, it has, uh, I think you, the way you put it too, like it, the original one kind of pushes. Yeah, it drives. I want to say when I was listening to that just now, I want to say that's due to like <sighs> this. The newer version sounds like more. Uh, the way they treat the drums with the reverb on them and like the big toms circulating around, right? I want to say that's treated more like an indie band would be. Yes. Um, I don't know how exactly I would put that into terms, but the original seemed like there was just less reverb and there was a little louder on the drums, maybe. It just hit. It just hit harder, <laughs> and we're not going to try quantifying that. Well, because it is, it is, it's like we're saying, it's super subtle stuff. Yeah. It's, well, you don't really notice unless you play back to back over and over again. Right. Like we did. Like annoyingly. Some losers. Yeah. <laughs> I know. God. What lives we have. Man, how shitty of lives we have to come back to our podcast a year later and then talk about this. <laughs> Whose idea was this? <laughs> I, I don't know if you have anything else to say on that one. Yeah, I yeah, do. Okay. I have one more thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, uh, this goes for both versions, but mostly the original. And that, like, uh, basically, pop production's really good, man. <laughs> it's, it's, like, insane. Oh, yeah. As someone who's, like, trying to get into production and have been for the past year and not done anything... I sit down in a mix and like it just sounds like garbage and I have no idea why and I try to fix it and I can't like this just sounds so incredible uh, like but like specifically in the pads and like the way that the space is like filled out like uh, on a stereo image oh yeah it's disgusting it's disgusting like every every subtle little thing just really adds up mm-hmm. and, and that's where you know they have like 120 <laughs> tracks I'm sure or whatever but 
that's what I feel like the difference is between like a, a mega ultra star, like a Taylor Swift and like the next level or two levels down in terms of like funding and stuff well, like that. Percy Jake, I'm more of a rocker. Oh yeah. And I like my more stripped down kind of live mixes like Imagine Dragons would do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Imagine Dragons pop mixes are really good, dude. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. What nah, the man. It's just, okay. just four guys in the studio. Yeah, with their totally instruments what? that they definitely play. <laughs> <laughs> It's really laid it down, spreading the gospel of rock. Yeah, the good music, man. Oh, man. Bringing it back. Oh, oh. man. Uh. So uh, anyway, that's pretty much pretty much all I have to say about this. This this song's like uh, definitely got its retro vibe for to me for sure. Yeah, I like that one. Good album opener. I want to go to twenty two real quick just because you keep bringing it up. Yep. I really just want to listen to her vocal delivery because to me, I think this is like the biggest vocal difference between <laughs> versions. Okay. So let's uh, let's do it. Let's uh, do one it. thing that came to mind though: the more of this music we play the more we're going to get fucked in the ass by copyright. Yay. Yay. There we go. She did just release this shit. You know, so we're gonna be- <laughs> no one's going to listen to this episode. We're fine. Dude, the algorithm's always listening know, to you. <laughs> it's always listening. <laughs> <laughs> All right, play it up. Let's do it. All right, here's 22 OG version. OG. If you hit play, it works better. Oh, okay, cool. Like a perfect night to dress up like hipsters and make fun of our exes. Uh-uh, uh-uh. It feels like a perfect night for breakfast at midnight to fall in love with strangers. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Yeah, we're happy, free, confused, and lonely at the same time. It's miserable and magical. song makes me happy. This song's, this song's good. <laughs> Never underestimate the value of a good tambourine. Dude. I know, right? Uh, Taylor Swift's a huge dork, obviously. <laughs> I mean, I, I think that's part of her charm, too. Yeah, exactly. She, she she's, a, she's a the girl next door, right? The time she yeah. tried to be, like, serious pop, like, bad bitch, it was terrible. No one liked it. <laughs> um, so she's a dork, and... I, there's, I mean, it's pop music, but I think that she does have some authenticity to her Absolutely, songs. Yeah. And I know she is very involved in the writing and everything. Uh, it's To me, it's like, yeah, 22, maybe because I was 22 when I heard that. I know, I know. <laughs> I keep bringing it back. But no, just the way she delivers the line, is her voice is kind of like obnoxious. <laughs> yeah, no. It's, uh, and it's, very, it's like almost a celebration of being obnoxious yeah. and like lame. And, <laughs> but it's... <sighs> It's so cheesy that I would normally hate it, but I kind of like it yeah. for some reason. It, no, it's really good. I really like the way she was uh, really over-exaggerating every word. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. At the, especially in that first verse. I don't remember any of the lyrics anymore, but... It feels like the perfect night. Perfect. <laughs> like, even the CT yeah, at the end, like, perfect night. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's really good, very charming. So, let's see how that sounds ten years later. Yay! <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Like a perfect night to dress up like hipsters and make fun of our exes. Uh uh, uh uh. It feels like a perfect night for breakfast and midnight to fall in love with strangers. 
So, Jake, I know you have a lot to say about the tambourine. Yeah, so the tambourine is fucking buried. Damn, what happened? It's between Sad. the buried tambourine. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, cool. Good joke. I man. would say the mix on this one is pretty much identical, more or less. Sure, the guitars yeah. All the synths sound the same. same. Yeah, um, the drums are big. It's, it's, she it, sounds so, like, passive yeah, this oh, time. Yes, like, I want to say, like, her EQ is much flat. Or, like, it's not EQ, sorry. Her voice is just, like, less bright. Yes. This is the song you can really tell she has just less energy. Yes, For, exactly. Even, like, literally, specifically, right before the chorus hits the uh-oh. That's so oh, lame. Yeah, she's like, uh-oh. Yeah, and that's hey. the original. But on the original, you know she's, like, 22. She's yeah. like, uh-oh, right? It sounds she's like, fucking I kicking mean, ass. I, and it's a missed opportunity, too, because I think this could have been interesting to do a song that you wrote when you were 22 about being 22 10 years later. That would be interesting. And it's kind of a way, I don't know how you would do that necessarily, <laughs> but it's, it's like make it more nostalgic maybe in a way or something. She just sounds bored. <laughs> you know? it, it, this song does sound like going through the motions, but also, you know, her voice is just older. It is. And like little things like the uh-ohs are kind of weirder when you have more perspective. You know there I mean? is that, yeah. So I don't know if you, what you do. I mean, I guess you just don't fucking re-record the songs, but you have to. So it's yeah. uh, I don't know. I just, all the other ones, it's like, man, the voice sounds more or less the same to me. That one, it just. Yeah, it does yeah. seem like the energy's completely vampired out of there. It got mm-hmm. sucked out, right? Yeah. It's, it's pretty brutal. But then again, you know, it's not, we're way over-exaggerating here. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, like, this is basically, let's reiterate, the scope of what we're talking about, the adjectives we're using, the superlatives or whatever, uh, this is just, it's just so much less energy. You yeah, have to take this as a microscope yeah, because the... the we, we are full of shit. We are full uh, of shit. <laughs> like, we're talking, like, on a scale that's, like, microscopic here, yes. right? Like... But that's why they pay us. That's why they give us <laughs> that's the That's why big they give us the Steel Reserve uh, Island Punch sponsorship that we actually don't have, that we want. Steel Reserve. Uh, thank you. Steel thank you for... For not for not, for not, for not answering our emails or my phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> I went to your house, <laughs> Mister Steel Reserve. Mister Steel, Mister Steel Reserve. Is that a? Like he lives a, on two eleven Malt Liquor Lane. Okay, moving on. <laughs> oh, okay, Woo. yeah. So uh, that song uh, has less energy vis-a-vis the vocal delivery thing. Oh man, that song's still good though. Man. I know that's it's, it's one good. of my faves, and I hate it. <laughs> I hate that I like it so much. It's pretty. I heard it in the fucking grocery store, literally like three days. Oh ago. really? God damn it! I have to talk Was it about Taylor's this version. I don't know. Oh shit! I couldn't tell. Well, Jay, <laughs> because I'm such a player. We should dude. just stop fucking doing yeah. this video. <laughs> well, the problem is, you know, when it gets interrupted by, please call line one. We're it's all the remix, the QFC together. remix. Yeah. Wicka, wicka. Okay. okay. Do you want to go on your favorite yes, song now? Yes, I do. I do. <laughs> uh, let's just play the original, and we're just going to get right into it. All right, here Fuck we go. Fuck it. I remember when we broke up the first time, saying this is it, I've had enough. Because, like, we hadn't seen each other in a month when you said you needed space. What? Then you come around again and say, baby, I miss you and I swear I'm gonna change. Trust me, remember how that lasted for a day? I say, I hate you, we break up, you call me, I love you. Ooh, 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 ooh. we called it off again last night, but ooh, 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 this time, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, we are never, ever, ever getting back.
That's not what's so good, though. I know. The song slaps hard oh as fuck. Oh, my God. I love the production on that acoustic guitar intro, too. Yeah, it's, oh, the reverse at the end. It's trippy. Yeah. It's cool. It's very, it's kind of, I've never heard something quite like that. Yeah. In, especially in this setting, you know. It, it works really well, yeah. yeah. It's one of those things that could be super stupid mm-hmm. if you fuck it up. But good thing. Do. Yeah, yeah, good thing. Yeah, so... Uh, uh, not much to say about this song other than it's amazing. Really good production. Uh, yeah, you're right. She, she, she's singing this very much like a you know a down home girl. Like yeah, yeah, it was like the 22 thing. It's just so like dorky. Yeah, yeah so it's very dorky. Yeah. Very very charming. I yeah, guess. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, she's not going for the ultra. I'm a sexy pop star thing. Yeah, that is kind of refreshing. Maybe you know it is nice. Yeah, it is nice. I guess that's why she was definitely like when this album was out around here. Like when I was teaching. Mm-hmm. Everyone was learning Taylor Swift songs. Yeah. Like, out of any other... I think there's a plenty of other Katy Perry songs happening at the same time, mm-hmm. but Taylor Swift was... She was in? Ridiculously huge. Okay. See, I have no perspective on that because I had no life at the time, so it was great. Well, I don't know about you, Jake. But I'm feeling <laughs> 32. Oh. All right, now let's just jump straight to the next one. There are differences... And they're, again, so unbelievably minute that it's so stupid to even try. And they might not even be true, and it might be all in my head. Let's fire it up. I remember when we broke up the first time saying this is it, I've had enough. Because, like, we hadn't seen each other in a month when you said you needed space. What? Then you come around again and say, Baby, I miss you and I swear I'm gonna change. Trust me, remember how that lasted for a day? I say, I hate you, we break up, you call me, I love you. Yeah, it's still pretty good. Yeah, it is. Um, I have a couple things to say. Uh, of course you do. Uh, tambourine involved. <laughs> well, actually, so this song, it does have that little 16th note thing. It's not a tambourine. It's a little baby. Yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. a fake closed hi-hat, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, same effect. You know, you play 16th notes in the place where you want the the more chorus to happen. The more chorus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, basically, you want the energy to drive a little more. And it's still there. It's possibly even just a little louder, which is great. I uh, love that shit. Uh for both versions, and actually this whole album and the Taylor Swift probably pop in general, I guess. Uh, they don't fuck around on these intros, dude. Mm-mm. Two bars, you're done, you're into the song. We don't do nothing, we go straight for it. That's great. Yep. <laughs> that just, this is a short little thought. Two bars is every song we've played so far. Really right. yeah, except for the State of Grace, yeah. which is the album opener, dude. Oh, dude. Well, yeah. so if you go back to our episode number two, Anatomy of an That's Album. Right, which is now episode number one, because we deleted it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> But yeah, so they don't fuck around on the intro. Uh, just get right to it. I'm going to talk about... I didn't notice much of a difference on the vocal stuff. Uh, yeah, mostly. I mean, again, I feel like the like the little I love you... Yeah, yeah just not, not, quite, quite. not quite there. And that might be in my head. I don't know. It might be in our heads. Yeah, knows? yeah. One thing that I'm pretty sure is not in my head is that this chorus does not hit as hard. It does not. I don't. still not quite sure why exactly. So this last time I listened really carefully to each drum, and the snare is actually, like, bigger and louder, and, mm. like, it has, takes up more space, and, like, its reverb trails a little longer, maybe, I want to say. Uh, but 
somehow it's still I guess it's the kick drum then that's missing like mm. it's not as fat doesn't take as much of the mix as it used to yeah because uh, I love the big snare sound it almost sounds like the big stupid whip crack right mm. um, but it just the chorus doesn't punch like it did and I want to say the filter sweep and the build up is not as present in the it's mix it's not yeah I noticed that too yeah uh, so like that you know the kind of thing mm-hmm. it's the straw sucking the straw sucking, yeah. So <laughs> the straw sucker was out that day. So yeah, yeah they had to bring in the backup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So you had to uh, you had to bring in the backup straw sucker, and you have to realize that, like, even still on that pre-course, I've really noticed like the same kind of thing we noticed on uh, State of Grace, where it seemed like everything was just a little more disconnected from each other. In a yes. more like every instrument had its own little vibe, its own little yeah. section of the stereo image. And uh, to me, it's just like it's not as cool, I guess. It's just different. It's not what, you know. No one cares. <laughs> I don't like things that are different. <laughs> I like the original. I know. I, I, the more we talk about this, we're more of like a fucking crazy asshole, I feel like. Because it's just like, oh, man, this doesn't matter at all. I, but- no, none of this actually matters. And that's what, you know, we'll circle back to this point. Like, her releasing this album is probably a net positive for her, for the music industry herself. Yes. And... You know, whether or not the music has actually changed is almost immaterial based on how it close it is. It doesn't matter yeah. at all, really. Yeah. It doesn't. It's all like, good for her. She's a brilliant fucking marketing person. Yes. Like, so much shit she's done throughout the years. Like, she's always on top somehow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's, yeah. I didn't, re- when, I, when we were talking, like, I was going through the Spotify dates and, like, I didn't realize this album was this old. Yeah. And, like, Taylor Swift has not really dropped off in popularity since then. Maybe, like, you know. What was that? Like I was saying, that little bad bitch era she had that was kind of like, Bleh. Sure. But, but then, yeah. like, we, I mean, about a year ago, we talked about Folklore. Sure. And she released sure another did. album that year. Like, she's, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, yeah. Folklore's its own situation. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't want to talk about this, but then I realized we had to talk about this. Okay. So as far as songs that are actually noticeably different, mm-hmm. are you familiar with All Too Well? Yes, I am. I have some notes on do All you Too do? Well. Oh, yes, perfect. I, do. I have some notes as well. Okay. Um, so All Too Well. Okay, so there's the original version, which I didn't. I don't even think I knew it before, but I guess it was like a fan favorite. I don't think it was like a single or anything ever. I had never heard it until three weeks ago. Yeah, so. I don't know. Apparently people liked it. So <laughs> she obviously has the All Too Well re-recording, but then she released a 10-minute version. The original being, uh, let's see here... Well, five, five and a half. Oh, so okay, so she doubled the length. Not sure I ever finished it. There. <laughs> 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 uh, oh, um, ten minute version. She made. She like made a video for it too and shit. <laughs> it's uh, as far as music history being made, as our friend on Reddit said, it is the longest song to ever go number one. Damn. Yeah. If you go to her Spotify play- page on the album, millions of streams for every song. Mm-hmm. This one, by far the most, it's over 200 million plays. What the fuck? Over two, and it's 10 minutes. <laughs> it's Damn, you're right. That's, it's literally like, well, actually, it is, it's number one right now in terms of popularity, but it's behind Blank Space. Oh. By three times. Well, that's Blank not Space. a different album. It is. So. But, oh, you're talking about the album? Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. yeah. But yeah, this song is really popular. And, and also, it's behind Blank Space, which came out like eight years ago. Yes. And this came out. Yes. A year it already ago. Has, it's already up to a third of the amount that Blank Space has. Um, Fucking insane. It's 10 minutes. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> so this whole time we've been talking about like, Oh, what could she have done differently? Blah, blah, blah. Did, what did she mean yeah, by yeah, trying yeah, to yeah. change this little thing? Is so, it different? 
Is it actually any so, different? And now I feel like an asshole because the time she actually does try to do something different and bigger, we're, it sucks! We're about to poop <laughs> it <sucks>. on it! <laughs> she doesn't know how to do long songs. Uh. Uh. Okay, so I'm just play a little bit of the original one just so we can kind of get the feel. Yep. I'm just going to like put it halfway in the chorus or verse or something. Cool. Let's see if I can... Okay. I'm just going to skip ahead a little. In your drawer, even now. Just a bit. It doesn't. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty yeah. much so, it the whole time. Yeah. Um, this song you can kind of tell is like more the bridge of the gap, right, between her. Yeah, exactly. And her pop. I will say too, it's probably the most like I like metaphors of her songs. Yeah, it's like I mean, if she's going for the lyricism. That's she fine. is. It's fine. It's yeah. fine. Um, so. That song to me already feels long when I was listening to it. Yeah. I was like, well, I mean, it's five and a half minutes. So. Yeah, it's long. I didn't mind it too much. No, it's fine. It's just, I'm just kind of like, okay, I get it. It's, I mean, it's a nice song or whatever. It's her, you know, it's her attempt to be like, kind of expand her chops a little. Yeah, yeah. And that's totally great. On and I didn't mind the 10-minute version, I wrote down a timestamp every time I thought it was going to end. <laughs> I have six different time spots of when I thought it was ending, and then it kept well, going. I have a question. Was your first one about like four minutes and 30 seconds? Uh, my first one was actually 354, but that might have okay. been like the beginning of when yeah, I thought yeah, it should yeah, end yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, that was like, that was the beginning of like one of the weird vamps or something, right? She, yeah. okay, we'll, we'll talk about it. So first of all, let's just play kind of like the same spot to get a feel. Of what it's, it's, any, it's mostly the same. Super tiny, super shitty yeah, differences we've been like picking fuck shit. about. does i think have some less subtle production differences yeah no i mean uh, the bass is huge yeah, yeah it is it's actually pretty different um but more or less same vibe i think this is actually one of the ones that sound better when she's 10 years older yeah no that's what we were that saying intimate. earlier yeah. when you have the songs that are more a little introspective a little more uh yeah metaphorical i guess the mm -hmm. lyrics are possibly a little deeper whatever yeah uh it gives a chance for her maturity to shine a little more so first we're going to skip to 354 about um so I think this is where I felt it was like kind of really wrapping up. We'll cut this out from the. Cut it out. The more you have to edit later, bitch. I know, right?
No, I can't. <laughs> it just keeps it going. It keeps going. Yeah. It's like, okay, big these, final chorus. Then an even bigger final chorus. And then... Honestly, it might have worked better with even more space if the song was even longer. Because, like, what happens when you have this kind of thing, uh, at least to me, what happens, it almost creates, like, a run-on sentence, right? Yes. So, like, this literally, she does not shut the fuck up for, like, eight lines. And <laughs> yes. a little space would be great. I agree. And also, as we'll find <clears throat> as we go... She doesn't really, I mean, there's a couple of new lyrics, but it's mostly just repeating the same stuff over and over mm-hmm. again. Different, maybe, delivery, but. Yeah. It's like, why? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why? <laughs> Brevity, you know. Uh, but there are a couple of quick things I yeah. wanted to say. Uh, that little open fifth thing on the four chord, right? Mm-hmm. You know, when you're, so you're on an F chord and uh, the, the main melody lines on a G and then the harmony up top's the C. Uh, it's usually something I really like a lot and is, you know, the, the shortcut to cheese and yeah, badass kind of when a song's this saturated already, like that's the other thing. It's, it's a little, like she, yeah. and maybe this is like a, her producer thing or something, but to make a song longer, you don't just keep adding things. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> like you, you, you have different yeah, things. It's, you get fatigued, right? Yeah. So it's like if you have like. If you have like a chocolate milkshake and you put ice cream on top and then you put fucking whipped cream in the spring, it's like at some point you got to fucking stop. That's right? what we call a brown sealy. I'll have to figure out the implication <laughs> behind that later. And the one other quick note I had is there was a point in this <clears throat> song uh, somewhere where we were listening to it in the middle of that timestamp that really reminded me of like a Bright Eyes or a Connor Oberst thing. Yeah, well, I mean, I think that it's. I mean, yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah I just right. wanted to you're say right, it, right. it sounded similar to my, you're right, you're in right. my mind. Anyway. Let's uh, go so to the next one. I had was number two, five forty-eight, which is the brought where the original ended, right? Yes. Yeah. Hey, let's see what happens here. <laughs> About halfway through the song. Great. <laughs> Time won't fly. It's like I'm paralyzed by it. Like to be my old self again, but I'm still trying to find it after plaid shirt days and nights when you made me your own. Now you mail back my things and I walk home alone. But you keep my old scarf from that very first week, cause it reminds you of innocence and it smells like me. You can't get rid of it, cause you remember it. She just started the song over, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's not a different section. She started the song over again. <laughs> it's the same fucking song. Uh, okay. Uh, my first note instantly is like, this could have been a space for... Space? To, well, yes, but... <laughs> Well, yeah, that's that's what I mean. Yeah, so this could that's why you know where that guitar was starting to recycle the chord yeah, progression yeah. again, which mm-hmm. was you know really interesting chord progression. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I definitely want to hear it for ten minutes. <laughs> I, honestly, I wouldn't have minded in this situation. I'm trying to remember where this is on the album. Is is it deep? Mm, it's, yeah, I think it's like the lower half. Yeah, it's like two thirds in. Uh, I wouldn't have minded like a minute long outro just on that chord progression or something like that. Cause I like that little, like the bass part that came yeah, in, dude, like that little, the, with it, the pick that would have been a nice fade out. Yeah, I was thinking, long oh, what out. a nice way to end the song. Yeah. And if it, honestly, <laughs> I could have I minded it chilling there for like 30 seconds. I would have been or, fine with that. And too. then a fade out, something yeah. like that. But then you heard her big indie, 
breath, and you know she's coming back in. That's how you know she's real. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Well, that's the shortcut to intimacy is have more breath sounds on the mic, right? And this whole song I wanted to point out earlier is like she's. I want to say. She has a big, you know, reverb thing as usual, but like, I want to say she's singing closer to a mic or something like that. It just sounds more upfront toward, yeah, towards yeah. you. She's singing at one yeah, person. Yeah, it's definitely right, intentional. Right um, I think as we go more towards the end here, because we're only three quarters of the way done of this song. Fantastic. Uh, I kept thinking of Joni Mitchell. Not that she sounds like Joni Mitchell, but yeah, I felt like no, she was trying like a Joni Mitchell it's thing. It's funny you mentioned that. I wanted to mention that, like, uh, on the re-release of 22, like mm. her voice reminds me of when Joni Mitchell started to age. Yeah, except Joni Mitchell already had the ability yeah. to be. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I mean, it's that, and also I just think. I, I mean, again, because again, it is more of like the metaphorical side, which Joni obviously is Insane. master at. Yeah, uh, but especially, I guess, what you're saying, like the close mic, she's almost talking to you. Yeah, like, yeah, you it's know. very intimate. Yeah. yeah, so I and she keeps like. Because Joni Mitchell could just riff forever, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Joni Mitchell, like, just as a mu- was a musician. Yeah. Taylor Swift may or may not be great singer, uh, great marketer. Joni Mitchell's a pretty yeah. complete musician yeah. in all the senses. Exactly. So my next tri- time stamp was a minute later. Let's see what happens right. here. So what, what's it? Like seven minutes now? Yeah, seven minutes. Oh, cool. Remember it all too well. And I was never good at telling jokes, but the But your lovers stay my age From when your Brooklyn broke my skin and bones I'm a soldier who's returning half her weight And did the twin flame bruise paint you blue? Just between us did the love affair maim you too? Cause in this city's barren cold I still remember I think I wrote that one down because I was like, oh, actually, it's different. Yeah, kind of. it's it's a, you know, it's a halftime feel. I don't know the lyrics of the song. Is these new lyrics? I think these are the new lyrics, okay. but she had said them previously in the song already. Oh, oh okay. Earlier. So, well, like, I don't mind a restatement, but I at, do when it's at minute seven. Yeah. <laughs> song is a restatement. At minute seven and a halftime feel. I mean, the, the sound was kind of cool. I like the tremolo guitar. Yeah, no, know. definitely. The production part is cool there. Uh, I think this is the part I was really thinking of Jody Mitchell on, because she's more talky there. Sure, yeah, like, yeah. The delivery's very, uh, she, for, like, not free associated. Like, uh, you know what I'm yeah, talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't remember the word for it, so fuck it. Um, but, like, that line where it's like, I'm not good at jokes, but the punchline is, yeah, yeah, my, yeah. I'm older, but your girlfriends always stay the same age yeah, or yeah. whatever. It's like, I get it. <laughs> what you're doing there, it's... It's real, man. It's, it's real. real. Yeah, you're it's going real. for it. And that's great. Yeah. It, it's, At minute seven, maybe not. <laughs> Let's see what my next one was. Oh, and a minute later. Oh. <laughs> uh, so what's our timestamp? Give it to us. We're now going to be at 820. Oh, cool. Let's see what happens. It's like discovering a new song all over again. Uh, right before you start, yeah. though, that whole section was still kind of, uh, and it was kind of, it was, it was cool in this case, but like earlier we were talking about run-on sentences being bad, and now I think it was like, that kind of worked in this segment because again, it's like the more Johnny Mitchell esque kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it's all all these things that we say are bad, like sometimes can be good in other contexts, and that's what's really yeah. annoying about trying to critique music 
is that there's no actual rules, right? I think, too, I mean, because I obviously don't want to sit here and play a 10-minute song and talk about every <laughs> minute of it, so we're skipping around. But as you're listening to it, it's like there's no effort put into, like, the transitions or something like that. Sure. So when it does have that drastic change there, that is cool. Yeah. But it also just happens in the song. It just... Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. It's a diff- definitely a different kind of and thing. And it's funny because in the past we've referenced like uh, songs that I believe the metaphor I used is you just drop a fucking anvil on yes, the chorus. Yes. And if you drop an anvil into certain transitions, it may not work as well as other times. And this might be one of those exactly. where it just drops into this halftime, uh, basically new everything. Yes, yeah. I think it's a new image. Like it just creates a new stereo everything yeah, in your definitely. brain. But, but yeah. You know, anyway, next eight, section eight twenty. <laughs> Almost there, guys. Just between us, do you remember it all too So how many times do you think she could have ended that in that little, like, 40 <laughs> seconds we just listened to there? I think about every four bars it could have ended. Yeah, and then pretty much, kept yeah. going. And this is like the never-ending tag. This is like April in Paris when you keep counting in the <laughs> tune exactly back. exactly what yeah. it's like. Yeah, so the first thing I wrote in my version of all caps, because I have shitty handwriting, I don't know why this jumped at to me. This sounds like a Christian rock song now. Oh, shit, it totally does. It totally does. I don't know... And when the backup singers come in too, you can be like, there's something about Jesus. You know all what I mean? too well. Yeah. <laughs> I know God all too well. Right. Whatever. And that's hilarious to me. I don't know. Oh, my God. Uh, but when it, the backup singers came in, I just wanted to jump off the it, nearest it's balcony. Like, like all the orchestration in that part, too, I mean, throughout the whole song, too, but especially the last half of it, like all this fucking strings and like horns in there. It's like. This is ridiculous. Like, yeah. This is just so... Well, and that's the thing. It almost contrasts with this kind of intimate vibe she's going for, right? It does. Yeah. It's like they're maybe going to try to do like an epic Beatles thing almost or something. Mm-hmm. And like, it's not... It's not, not working. It's not working. Not working. Yeah, it's, it's oversaturated with stuff. And this song, you know, is, again, like we're going to say a million times, but it's very metaphorical. It's very... She's up with you personally. It's very relatable, right? It's the idea. I know. I dated Jake Gyllenhaal once. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> Great. So it's very relatable, but then when you have large string lines and then when you have, you know, three guitars and different things, it may not support your message it's of a, being an intimate love or not love song. You know what I mean? I know. I feel again, <laughs> again, like I feel like there's so many missed opportunities. Yeah. This could be cool. Someone could make this cool. Someone could take this song, make it 10 minutes and do something interesting with yeah. it. Like Johnny Mitchell. Johnny Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, last timestamp, 920. Cool. So the last minute of the song is where it actually starts to end finally. <laughs> it, it does take a full minute to end. Okay. I don't know if we'll make it that far. Nope, I'm not going to. Uh, before we start that, though, that little synth line in that middle of that oh, yeah. line made me want to die. That's all we get. That's all the <laughs> critique, you know, and insight. You should kill yourself. <laughs> 
Oh, it's good to be back. Uh, oh, baby. We're uh, back reviewing music. It's been a year, dude. Uh, Why did we stop doing this? I forget. Oh, because you like moved to Oregon. Oh, you oh that's asshole. right. I moved to Oregon. Yeah, right. Jake's We're not fault. in my apartment. It's Jake's fault. Yeah. My bad. All right. All right. Here we go. Yep. 920. The ending. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Okay, here we go. <laughs> I didn't mind that that much, actually. After 10 minutes, yes, that's I felt like... I didn't make it through this. They could have given us a little more. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's a fine fade-out ending. It's fine. Yeah. It's competent. This would have been nice at five minutes, maybe. Yeah. Yes. When, when, would we, when did we... Which timestamp was it? It was like, this would be a nice time for like the instrumental fade-out thing. I want to say it was the second one at like 6.20 or something. 6.35, I think, yeah. yeah. Yes. That would have been the time for this. Even then, it's a little, uh, little much. It just... They, so yeah, essentially she had two ideas for the song. It's like the main one, and yeah. then this long like halftime fade out thing. Which Christian is, Rock Center, yeah, yeah, which is like four minutes long. Yeah, and that's all we get, and it just ends. I don't know. I would have liked more of a final statement. Sure, I guess at yeah. some point because it never does that. It just da, 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 over and just over and over song, and yeah. over at the end, and just and that's what you get. Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> Part of me doesn't mind this like reimagined version that much, but like I just yeah, you're right. It's just a big missed opportunity. It is. It's honestly that's, that's the problem because like it's not bad in and of itself. It's not though. Again, I will say if you sit there and listen to the whole thing straight through, it is long. Yeah, you you feel it's like you really yeah. do. I kept thinking it was ending. Yeah, and it never did, and it didn't. That's not a good thing. <laughs> it didn't make me like yeah. oh shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, fake ending in April of Paris is hilarious, right? <laughs> Actually, even that's annoying as fuck. Right? No, it is. It is, but. I don't know, I just, I don't know, of course, I was reading some terrible AI-written review about <laughs> it, and um, they said something along the lines of, like, really, she, you know, divides the song into four new sections, and it's great how she's willing to reimagine, it's like, yeah. no, she just fucking keeps saying it over and over again, yeah. nothing happens, but hey, the longest number one song ever. That's right. Good so, for her. Good for Taylor. Yep. Good for Taylor. And again, this is not a bad song. No. It's just long and shitty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I don't know. I just, again, even the original one I feel is like a little long. It's yeah. not my favorite kind of song she does anyway, but like even that one, I'm like, okay, fucking five minute ballad, fine, whatever. Sure, yeah, yeah. <sighs> Let's stretch that out. Yep. Well, the other Taylor Swift song I have notes on. Actually, I have notes on a couple more. But oh, do you? Do you want to actually go through them? No. Okay. Because one of them's the title track. Oh, no. And the title I track. I refuse. Is so bad, but that's that's not even has to do with Taylor's version. That song just sucks. No, exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, this is this is both versions are Dude. terrible. Uh, and that's what makes me call into question the fact that this is. We talked about this briefly yesterday. Uh, what is an album oh boy. anymore? So we're gonna restart the episode now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're Taylor style, okay? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> no, I mean, 
at the end of the day, it's a pop album. Pop albums are hits and filler. Yeah, collection of songs that are good, and then you have the songs that didn't quite make it. And then you have the songs that didn't quite make it again, and then you re-release them as a deluxe edition. That's another whole can of worms. Why are there? Why is this deluxe edition two hours and ten minutes long, full of songs you don't want to hear? <laughs> Someone wants to hear them, apparently. Yeah, I guess so. That makes me sad. Um, well, I'm reminded of when a year ago we talked about Taylor Swift and folklore mm-hmm. and how there was like seven different versions of folklore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that's just what you do these days. I guess it's all about like uh, volume of content. It's kind of the uh, new approach. Yeah. And and it makes sense in our current marketplace, right? It does, it does. Because, I mean, really the only people buying your music are, like, the diehard the fans. The rabbits, yeah. yeah. And so the more things you have for them to buy, they'll buy. Yeah. Makes sense. Totally. It's just... It's a little sad. I don't know. I, I mean, it, this is just, like, this is a stupid thing to say, but it's like, you can't treat this as art. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's not, even though the narrative around this kind of stuff is always like, Taylor's proud return, and, like, that person who wrote a whole diary entry crying over it mm-hmm. it's like this isn't I, I feel bad but no it's it's this millionaire yes. who's like reclaiming her songs and you know they're good songs this is not but a, it's not this is not like a struggling artist from the bronx right yeah this is not well, someone and all too well she says brooklyn broke that's right so. that's right but brooklyn you know yeah yeah <laughs> brooklyn, <laughs> the bronx, right? no so like this is not someone this is not like your friend right yeah, which Taylor is, Swift is not your friend. Which is fine. I mean, that's what celebrities have been doing forever. Yeah. That's like the whole point. But and I like Taylor Swift. I do too. It's just ridiculous how like there's no reason that 10-minute song should be a number one hit. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, really? It should be the filler track. Does anyone – do people actually like it? Like, or do they just – Do they like it? they like it? I don't know. Like, <laughs> they – so what they do, it's like a self-fulfilling thing. They They know they should – because it's 10 minutes long and it's interesting. Yes. It is interesting to have a 10-minute long song. Uh, originally, it was five, and then you doubled it and you did some weird stuff with it. You half-timed it. You restated it in a different way. And in theory, that's cool. But in execution, it's lame and doesn't yes, work. There's no way if this was anyone besides Taylor Swift, it would be a thing. Yeah, no. If this was – even if this was Katy Perry, like, this no, wouldn't no work. One no, no one, one cares. cares. No one would care. Yeah. But Taylor Swift uh, has done a great job uh, she, presenting okay. herself as someone – She's a master. Yeah. She really is. So that's really what it comes down to is people want to believe that the song is really good and interesting and meaningful at 10 minutes as it was at five. Yes. Just but, because well, that's the whole thing. It's like more content, more content, yep, you know, more content. Uh, that's I mean, what's that quote about social media? It's you're uh, you're the product and they're selling your time right, mm. to advertisers or whatever. Right. And th- this isn't exactly the same, but the fact that everyone's just going for content and, you know, trying to produce as much as possible gives me similar vibes as that. Well, thank God we're not like spending hours listening and talking about this (laughs) (laughs) or anything. Yeah, actually, I guess when you think about it, we are taking a song that is 10 minutes long and turning it into a 40 minute episode. Uh, Listeners at home, we have a question for you. Are we the problem? (laughs) Are we the baddies? Are we the bad people in the world? We might be. It's like you were talking yesterday about that guy who made a YouTube video and then yeah. the rebuttal and then the rebuttal. The rebuttal that was like 11 hours yeah. long. Yeah. It's like uh, we are stoking the fire here. We right are stoking the fire. Yeah. And that's the nature of being a critic is you're by definition kind of an asshole. Yes. And like what makes our perspective good? The fact that we, you know, know music theory and are good at like playing Which instruments. Is- has nothing to do with this music. Not at all. Nothing at all. So, like, what what business do we have? I get like, like, 
Why are we cool well, enough to talk about it? Tune into our new philosophy show, Life Sucks and I Want to <laughs> yeah. Die, for more insightful conversations yeah, yeah. like Fo- this. But to get to that, you have to follow us on our Twitter, oh, Music wow. Sucks Cast, <laughs> at Music Sucks Cast. Our Twitter's going to be lit again. We promise we're done being... Like and subscribe. <laughs> you, yeah, we're on YouTube. <laughs> we're filming this on a ghetto-ass setup with a GoPro and a light that like has a white t-shirt over it. Don't show them behind the scenes. Taylor, oh, no, that's for the... Taylor would never do that. That's for the that. Patreon subscribers only, <laughs> right? Anyway, so anyway. there's one more song I have notes on. Okay. Uh, I don't really want to play it. That's fine. Yeah. I'm a little tailored out. I'm a little tailored out, too, which is why. Uh, but one of the songs is almost like a remix. And Oh, yeah. Which one is that? It dude? was called uh, Girl at Home. Yeah, Girl at Home. It's called Girl at Home. The original's like, uh, you know, your tailor. And then the next one's like almost like a, almost like a new wavy kind of thing. Ooh. Yeah. And... Um, it's actually, I say that the difference isn't that extreme, right. but like it's more noticeable than some of the other. Yes, parts. it's much more noticeable than the other stuff, and it worked for me. Okay, um, not really, but like it's still it's <sighs> on the original. It was a filler track. Gotcha. And on the new one, it's a filler track, but it functions slightly differently in that it's kind of new and cool. Okay, they tried something. I mean, that's what a good filler should be. It should be. It, it should but be it's adventurous. Just, it's forgettable, but at least it kind of serves something different, yeah. right? And I will always go back to one of my favorite albums ever for its filler and Synchronicity 2. And its filler is fucking insane. There you go. That's like, what a good filler. It's like, there should be no hope with this ever being played exactly. on the radio. And it should also be kind of bad. Yes. But like in the weirdest way imaginable. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, do I want to hear Sting talk about dinosaurs for four minutes? Not really, but I'm going to. And it's track number two. <laughs> okay, well, that's a different story. Then. I don't know about that. Um... <laughs> To wrap up our Taylor, yeah. we're going to tailor it down a little here. Tailor um, down. Yeah. Do we want to talk about the terrible AI reviews real quick? Yeah, we this do. is somewhat unrelated. This is pretty but... much my rant of the week, so. Okay. We might as well just. Uh, Shall we jump, jump into, the, into rants? the rants of okay. the week? My rants of the week has to do with reviews and on the internet how disastrous the online marketplace of. Uh, not even music, so this is any form of media ever. Yes. Literally any type of thing you want to see, like. If you Google a review, like Cinema Blend, for instance, if you're going to look for a movie review on Cinema Blend, you're going to find four paragraphs of nothing, right? of fluff, mm-hmm. right, of garbage, and then you're going to find a paragraph and a half on the actual movie, and then you're going to find a list of credits, like, but like doled out in a yes. specific way. And this is when I was looking up reviews of Taylor Swift, this is all I could find were these, and then you have like actual websites like Pitchfork that I guess try. Yeah. And, and that's all I can say about Pitchfork is like, they don't have half their articles written by a bot, but oh, only only a third. Only a third. No. So like this, it's it's fucking cancer, and I hate it. I I look. I trying to read a review, and then I have it's the same format every website. It is. What is it? Variety, American Songwriter. Fucking. Uh, I have notes on this somewhere, but now I wrote a bunch of notes today. Pop sugar. Oh like, yeah, all those, all, all those. All these shit fucking websites that will just pump out a review for clicks. <sighs> yeah, and then like half of it's written by an AI, and then like you have a little context for your um, for your actual readers who are somehow still reading, and then you have the net rest of the AI generated article, which is a list of credits and like, but with slightly it's, enforced language that makes it seem like it's, it's not. It's so bizarre because it's like long sentences that don't actually say anything ever. It's yeah. so bizarre. Yeah, it's like a 10-minute version of all too yeah. well. <laughs> no, it's, it's you the know, most frustrating thing I, in the world. I was thinking about this, so, you know, and this is all not too long ago, you know, back in the day before the internet, mm-hmm. you know, you had reviews in like 
physical media. Sure. Like you'd have to get a magazine or a newspaper or yeah. something. And then you had sort of like the DIY zines that people would put out. Yeah. But at least that still had, like, if you were doing that, you actually hopefully knew something or a writer of some kind. And then the internet came and people could start having blogs. And back in the day, blogs were really cool. Yeah. Because the only people that would actually put effort into a blog were people who were like really, really, really into yeah. it. Yeah. And so I found a lot of great shit on totally. blogs. Like, I guess even Scroofy was, was a blog. Um, yeah, I mean, he still is a blog for all intents and purposes. He uh, just posted his thoughts on Ukraine. I, I, guess, like, I actually read no, you didn't. a large chunk of that. Yeah. Bet it was very insightful. You know, actually, Pierre Scroofy, uh, yeah, <laughs> he, he does go slightly deeper than the average person, which is very yeah, nice. Yeah, it is true, it is true. So it was less irritating to read than every one I see on Facebook that is who, thinks, well, who thinks they're a geopolitics expert now. Well, actually, that's a good point. And so now at the point, it's EAA, your grandma on Facebook, <laughs> writing shit, or, yeah. or they realize they can monetize it through clicks and mm-hmm. ads, so they can just boop, boop, boop. Well, you were saying, too, like all sports reviews are now like yes. AI so, written. That's my least favorite thing ever. So uh, sports recaps on the websites like MLB.com. And the, you know the the ba- the major ones, uh, even ESPN. I want to say does this kind of stuff. Like your major sports uh, recaps of games will be one hundred percent AI generated because the language is so easy to make. Mm. You have a certain criteria for like someone who has a good game. Let's say LeBron had a triple double or whatever, right? Then you say like you have a script like you have ten different options. Then it's like LeBron James had another amazing night at local arena, mm. right? And it just this is and I see this pattern now. Once I discovered that and. Uh, sports writing like five or six, seven, eight years ago, then I found this pattern seep into other things. And I'm like, I'm 90% sure it's like the basis for half of our internet journalism. Yes. For things, because like no one actually wants to read full game recaps. So they're just there for people to find the stats real fast. And it's the same for music reviews, right? No one actually cares about a critic's opinion. They just want to see that their thing is going to be good. Yes, I agree. Or bad, whatever. Well, I wonder too, I mean, like obviously there's people like, like the needle drop, guy for instance mm-hmm. like he has a following people actually care what he thinks mm-hmm. and then there's people like us obviously <laughs> really people that just no one worship our opinions but then like who's reading this shit who's re- besides us well no that's research, the thing. Like, it's a lot of people but no one's actually reading it but like it doesn't stick. i just don't i don't understand the mindset like man that new taylor swift album is awesome let me google taylor swift red review <laughs> Oh, that article looks interesting. Like, who does that? Do people I, do that? People I, must do it. Or I they don't exist. There's a market, right? Uh, yeah. If there's a market, people are doing transactions. I don't get right? it. I mean, and, and besides us, kind of just doing cursory sort of googling, seeing what people look at. Yeah. If I actually wanted to research a topic, I wouldn't go there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you, know, like, you might start there. I, I might go Wikipedia first, yes. and then which, of course, we were there. told not to do as high school students. Uh, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Grandma. <laughs> 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 okay, uh, boomer. Okay. Um. <laughs> but that's pretty much the rant, is that all online articles that represent forms of media or review forms of media are garbage written by AI that no one should ever read and that are cancer on the internet as a totality. What do you think? Amen, brother. Thanks. All right. What are you, what's your rant, fam? Uh, I bet you have quite a few. <laughs> I'm doing a shout out, actually. Oh, that's a good guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. What a guy. I'm um, shouting out a book. Yes, might surprise you to do know you that read we books? read. We read. <laughs> I know you probably can't tell by the way we talk about things, but we do, in fact, read books. Yeah, I swear uh, I've actually read some of these, maybe. <laughs> uh, uh, Question mark. So here's where I would hold the book up if I remember to bring it with uh, me. But for the, people, Photoshop? For, the, for the people listening on Spotify, I'm holding up a book right now. <laughs> um, this book is 
Major Labels, A History of Popular Music in Seven Genres by, I'm sorry, I'm going to butcher yeah, this name, are, yep. Kalefa Sane, Kalefa Sane. Kal- I, so I went to your house in Eugene for New Year's Eve, and I saw this on your bed stand, or uh, on your coffee table or whatever, yep. and I was like, this looks interesting. It's really good. Really? Uh, okay. I, I mean, I read a lot of music books mm-hmm. and things like that, and usually they're just... If you weren't interested, you probably wouldn't read this, uh, read those kind of books. This sure. one, I think, like has it, it, it's uh, so Khalifa, uh, Khalifa. I'm sorry <laughs> if you listen to this. I'm sorry, <laughs> but um, he he was the he wrote a lot for like the New York Times, and I think he's, yeah. he's the New Yorker uh, music critic now too. He's, I mean, he's done a lot of shit mm-hmm. throughout the years. He's interviewed. He actually mentions he uh, had a really nice interview with Morgan Wallen. For those of you who don't know, we did an episode on Morgan Wallen's Dangerous, the, uh, the double, double album. album. The very creative title, <laughs> double album. Yeah, and uh, you can, I think that's episode like 37. Go back and look at that. It's Point being, he knows his shit. Okay, yeah. so he's like a really respected I'm, I'm reviewer. Uh, yeah. um, but it's really interesting. So basically, it's about popular music mm-hmm. only, which actually is a topic I don't usually read about. Totally. But So it's kind of interesting in that. His uh, basically is each chapter is one genre. So he'll go through the history of rock, and then he went through the history of like R and B, and then country, and so on, like that. Cool. So it actually is seven genres. It's seven genres. Yes. Um, and it's it's just really creatively written. In a sense, it's like a textbook because it's just information. Mm-hmm. But it's like an enjoyable textbook to read. That's what I was gonna say. Like I read the first few pages, and it was all about uh, uh, love letter to Paul McCartney and this how this girl was like trying to really get yeah, it. yeah yeah yeah. And it was pre- it, the writing style was not of a textbook, but like it, the the way information was presented was like a textbook. Exactly. So it, was, it was better language. Better language, but it's the still same like, quality exactly. of information. Yeah, there's plenty of dates and names and shit like that, yeah. but it's almost like reading a story. Yeah, and, and he's he's really good at sort of. Usually I don't really like it when an author puts himself into a history book of whatever. Sure. He does it really well. He does it subtly. He'll weave it in, like, like him, just a paragraph in the middle of something else. Like where he was during this time? Yes, because, okay. I mean, he's done a lot of shit. Or even, like, um, in the punk chapter, for instance, that was, like, his big thing when he was in college. He was, like, super into punk. Is this guy British? Or, uh, his, or did he live in the UK? Or? I think he, well, I think his parents come from South Africa, I believe, okay. and he grew up here. Okay, okay, in America. Um, yes. Uh, but he... he he really puts himself in the story just like just enough where it's not obnoxious and kind of gives you that real Flavor. like yeah it's really well done and he I don't know he um it's also even though it's textbooky he jumps around a lot but in an interesting way so it's not like year by year kind of thing oh, interesting. it's more here's this band and then this is how this kind of changed things sure, and blah yeah. blah and then the next cha- next part will be like. At the same time that was happening, yeah. or like more years as- later, like something more like, associative, yeah, yeah, it's real highly, like highly, highly recommend. Probably my favorite music book I've read in a long nice, time. Nice, dude. So, I'm, gonna have, I'll, I'm gonna have to get that. Then it's really good. The first, really like, good. I read the first four pages. I'm like, wow, this is cool. And mm-hmm. then we were, you know, it was like 3 a.m. on New Year's Eve, yeah. and I was like, I'm gonna yeah. be drunk now. <laughs> but it was, it was really cool. It's good to like one more thing just to keep. Uh, going on about this uh like i said it's genre by genre um but he does a really good job of sort of connecting the dots as you go okay in a way because it starts with rock and then you get into r&b and then country and it's like that's kind of an odd order to go by <laughs> you know but as you like get more into the country he'll bring it back to like and so this it, it's like apparent what he thought about how to structure this i'm pretty sure okay in a way it's still, still not finished with it yet but it's mm. okay i mean yeah 
I'm going to read it. What's the title one more time? Major Labels, A History of Popular Music and Seven Genres. That's a good shout out. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm definitely actually going to get that book. Very good. Yeah. Uh, That brings us to the end of our first post-hiatus episode of Music Sucks and I Want to Die. Please make sure to go onto YouTube.com and find our YouTube channel where we'll post this with our shitty lighting and our horrible setup and all that shit. But it's, it's charming when it's this bad, right? (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's charming and it's we're, just, we're relatable we're really. diy like taylor dude exactly yeah yeah uh yeah so find us on youtube we're we have a great twitter where we make fun of music constantly if we ever post at music sucks cast and you know we're on spotify tune in stitcher follow us do whatever the fuck you want tell all your friends about us and make sure that you like our listeners have friends yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like we have listeners yeah. no, no uh, make sure that you get people to like flame us on comments so that we can you know respond in kind etc cetera, etc cetera. uh but that does it for our first return you're episode. Uh, forgetting what have you been listening to this week? Oh, Jake? I forgot! Holy oh, shit! Well, it's been so long. We're gonna long. have to redo that whole wrap up. Yeah, now. yeah, oh, no. uh, you, you already got the wrap up, so we're gonna get the listening. What have I been listening to? My listening is Alice Longyu Gao. She is an artist who's American, Chinese, and Japanese. Were you playing this when we came down from the cruise ship gig? Like last, she summer? was one of. She was on one of those. Oh, she was a couple okay. of those yeah, tracks. Oh, she, yeah. So she is. Um, I want to say, so it's like, uh, not dance, it's like, it's electronic, uh, I still don't know the difference between any of those words, uh, electronic, uh, you know, techno, et cetera, but like really like irreverent, Mm. uh, very bizarre. Kind of punky. Little punky. Yeah. Mm. A little punky, but also like. It kind of, I vaguely remember the song we were listening to and I was just like. Whoa. Yeah. It's she's just, like, she's spitting. <laughs> she's spitting, but like she's but spitting bizarrely. about the most <laughs> yeah. inconsequential garbage that's yeah. ever happened. Uh, so I'm going to recommend, she doesn't really have like albums. She did just release an EP, but like. Yeah, it's just, like electronic music that doesn't really do albums, right? Yeah, they yeah. Just, she yeah. has like 8,000 single releases on Spotify. Just go to her Spotify page, Alice Longyu, L-O-N-G-Y-U, Gao, G-A-O. It's very strange and really fun to listen to. Some of it's like really bad, but really fun. It never is. It's never not enjoyable. Let's put it that way. What about you? Uh, I've been listening to the album Jewelry by Mikachu and the Shapes, and I believe that they go by a different name now, but on Spotify, it's still under Mikachu Mikachu and the Shapes. So uh, it's from like 2009, I think, and just nothing special. It's really weird off kilter pop. Okay. But to the point where it's like, what? Is it like dream poppy? No, it's, it's, it's hard to describe. It's, pop music but there's so much like weird like sample well i don't even think they're doing samples i mean it's them doing it but it's like it's hard to describe there's a lot of stuff going on and none of it makes sense but it's also just like quality like brit pop songs at the same time word worth a listen it's odd it's odd okay mikachu in the shapes yeah jewelry jewelry yep so we have a YouTube. We have a- <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah, so all that shit we talked about earlier, just insert that here. I'm going to make you edit that so you do it here now. <laughs> no, uh, so yeah, this is Music Sucks and I Want to Die. This is our first post-hiatus episode. Please support us. We're awesome, right? We do good stuff in the world. I'm going to end from a great quote by user the Great Red Dragon on Reddit. Now's the time to turn off this episode right now before. Anyone else fuck. hate the entire thing? Distorted, distant vocals, muted guitars and drums, timing completely of. This is legitimately awful. Every song is totally destroyed sonically. So, okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> 
This is we talked about earlier. <laughs> oh, how, no, God. I'm sorry. We have to re-enter. All too well, this is man. Your fault. All too well. This, it's never going to end. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. Like when we were talking about all too well, we were like, we're trying. We're like, we're talking about the most minute shit ever, right? And like people who try to like this song are wrong, but also people who fucking hate it are stupid. Like this is so not. This he's wrong. Like this people song's shouldn't sh- have opinions. <laughs> yeah, people, unless you're as cool as us, you don't get to have opinions. Even yeah. our opinions are terrible. I mean, well, Actually, our how do you write terrible. timing completely of? And, <laughs> and then and think, then you have a real opinion. Yeah. Well, but also like no, that's just blatantly false. Yeah, there's, there's nothing no weird timing, with the timing issues. issues. They're, they're so tight that it's unbelievable. Yeah, right? and also distorted. Dis- like none of that's true. None of that's true. None of that is there true. There is one song uh, with distortion on the vocals. Well, that's part. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, but it has less in the new one, so it's uh, even funnier. It's trouble. <laughs> Right? Because they had a little less distortion on the vocals in that version than this one. Anyway, that's a super They did have top. one reply. The timing is the big one I noticed. I don't think so, I understand. What Jay, the fuck you are they talking kill yourself about? Yet? Just, that, that's our tagline, right? <sighs> if you don't want to kill yourself, you're not going on Reddit. Oh, God. So this has been Music Sucks and I Want to Die. I'm Jake. I'm Matt. We're back. We're going to be posting episodes hopefully every two weeks. Yeah. Month. I'm going to think monthly. You're thinking month? Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll figure it we'll out. We'll figure it out. But keep stay tuned. We will, we, for will be, we will be releasing episodes, we promise. Yes. Peace out. She up the night, got those white boy eyes. When I try to talk to her, she go. <laughs>